trying to kill me. Um, as I thought about the fact that statement, it could be used as reference to man or the demon. So that, that man, you know, no, no one was able, strong enough to do it. That, that, could, that could be in reference both to the demon and to that man. Because if you remember the man was in total control of the demon. Second, Mark, the second section, Mark shows us one who was able to to control this man, that was Jesus. One who has all authority and control over everything. Even the ones we can't see, that we don't realize, that are around us. And we're talking about this spiritual world. This demon um, overpowering the man runs to meet Jesus and bows before him. The demon who was in total now of one break. Jesus controls the map of the demon. And Jesus commands demons to come out. Demons are real. This is a spiritual world. There is a spiritual world. We can't see. There is a battle going on. Remember, we looked at that over, over the book of Daniel. Uh, it is seen in opposition and uh, it reads in Ephesians 6 12 New Living Testament it says we are not fighting against people made of flesh and blood but against the evil rulers of the unseen world against those mighty powers of darkness who rule this world and against wicked spirits in the heavenly realm the kingdom of God or life is at war with the kingdom of darkness. God's kingdom seeks to give hope. We see that in the story. And Satan's kingdom seeks, seeks to destroy, make life miserable. We see that also in this event. Both have long-term goals in mind. So it's it's a it's not just an immediate thing. Like God God's kingdom, the kingdom of life. You you may not be gratified immediately, but what is to come will be gratification, eternal life, yeah. and the peace and the hope that we have here. Versus Satan's kingdom, which at this at present time can be pleasure. The Bible says uh, there's pleasure in sin, but it only lasts for a season. So the, so the ultimate goal of Satan is to destroy. Mark and possibly Peter uh, and Jesus all want us to know of the powers of darkness. Jesus asked in verse 9, Mark 5, what is your name? And his reply, Legion, 
because there are many of us inside this country. Again, I want to mention that quote. It says, the scope of the power of the enemy reveals the power and the scope of the one who defeats I believe this is one of Mark's purposes in writing and telling so much about this, this man, the power of the had show how much greater power Jesus God has over him or over them. Uh, Mark really all the gospels are showing us the power of the one who will defeat or has defeated the enemy that is Satan. Jesus was the only one who could save this man from demons. And so, he has the ability to save us from our worst enemy. And that enemy is not Satan, but that enemy is God's wrath. We talked about that. I think we focused on that uh, quite a bit here lately. God's wrath. Jesus came to save us from that wrath. <laughs> We then see Jesus' supreme authority over the spiritual world. Jesus gives the demons permission to enter the pits, about 2,000 of them, and they commit suicide. John the Father said they committed suicide. Suicide. <laughs> yeah, suicide. You don't hear him making very many jokes or anything like that. Dave, that was a joke. <laughs> Then again, Matthew 8.33, it reads, uh, Then those who kept the, those who kept in place, they went into the city and told everything, including what had happened. I want us to see that Matthew does not give much about He was fierce. And he had been freaking That's about all that Matthew tells us. Not very much. What did the people see before they left the town and the countryside? Maybe they could see the whole thing unfolding. The boat coming to shore, Jesus stepping out of the boat, the man running towards them, then he bowed down before. Jesus. Something they didn't expect. That's just a brief summary of what, of what they would have seen. Maybe they can, they can hear the shrieks of the demons in the distance. Hmm. If Peter related this to Mark, then Peter would have probably heard them. Possibly because they were close. They were right there. They may have heard the whole conversation. And again, I don't think uh, that they could see it, even though Jesus had disclosed uh, at times, a couple of times I can remember in particular, uh, on the Mount of Transfiguration, wasn't it where uh, it was Elijah and uh, somebody else had come down, Jesus, and I think it was John. Right there. 
and, the, and they were revealed to them there. Oh, and then, Moses, yeah. yeah. And then in the Old Testament, we see we seen the vision of where Elisha or Elijah were, were surrounded by an army, and his servant was scared out of his mind. And then his servant see the spiritual world, and he asked God to open his servant's eyes so he may see. And there was a vast army of angels around him. And he was not so occasionally there was, but here I don't I don't think there was. Normally when you when the spiritual world is on is revealed, here in this case they would probably tell of his death because of the vast amount of demons. Elisha. 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 <laughs> Then they fled and told what they had seen, both the pig's death and the man bowing down, not bringing havoc on this boat load of people that had just landed. That's what they were expecting. And that brings us to our text where we're at today. And I'm going to read verses 14 through 20. It says the herdsmen fled to the nearby town and the surrounding countryside, spreading the news as they ran. People rushed out to see what had happened. A crowd soon gathered around Jesus. They saw the man who had been possessed by a legion of demons. He was sitting there, fully clothed and perfectly sane. They were all afraid. Then those who had seen what happened told the others about the demon-possessed man and the pigs. And the crowd began pleading with Jesus to go away and to leave him alone. As Jesus was getting into the boat, the man who had been demon-possessed begged to go with him. But Jesus said, No, go home to your family and tell them everything the Lord has done for you, how merciful he has been. So the man started off to visit the ten towns of the region and began to proclaim the great news Jesus had done for him. Everyone was amazed at what he told them. So those who, who fled the, the swine, and so those who fed the swine fled, and they told it in the country of the city as they were going. What were they proclaiming? What they had seen. The pigs had drowned. There is a man who is talking to demons with this demon possessed man. What, a, what an amazing, what an amazing thing to have our wish. Both the pigs and the man. So that's what they go to proclaim. And they, the people, from the town and country went out to see what it was that had happened. No, this would have took time for the herdsmen to go to the town and the country and to come back. That's why I think this event took hours to unfold. This demon-possessed man is sitting there, and we know that he has to be closed now when these people get back. And I think I referenced back when he was in his pocket. We said in part of this in the next verse, it's been clothed in his right mind. 
that refers back to Mark 4.36, I believe. It says, now when they had left the multitude outside of Capernaum, they were close to home when they set sail and no provisions taken. In 4.36, it says no provisions taken. Mark, make sure that we know that. It was an impromptu trip. They took him along in the boat as he was. The point is that the disciples most likely took time to go and get this man clothing. Because they, they took no provisions. They didn't have a they didn't have a day bag packed, so to speak. Yes, Dave. <clears throat> I hate side questions. Because it usually deters in verse 16, those who had seen what had happened. Seen what? If this was all in the spiritual realm, you'd have seen nothing. These demons had to be physically seen coming out of this man. I mean, you talk about herds on a field over here. These dudes can't hear what's going on way over here with their pigs. I mean, you just see these group of guys over here talking to this demon guy that you stay away from. And all of a sudden, your pigs running down the hill into the... You didn't know that was Jesus, and you certainly didn't know what happened to your pigs running down the hill. There had to be some visual thing of this massive outpouring of demons from this man going into your herd, and then they go down the field and they're driving herself. I believe it's important here that they see this man who was demon. They stayed away from they see, they see the event unfold, okay? They see this man running toward this boat. What do you expect? You expect this man to wobble. Right. Because he goes running toward the boat. Where, and you're right. They didn't know who was getting off that boat. I don't think they could have seen it was Jesus. They, possibly they didn't even know who this Jesus was. Because it was the other side. It was in the Gentile area. Yeah. But what they do see is they see this, this madman, not angry, but mad, out of his mind, bowing before someone. That's what amazed them all. It wasn't, it wasn't the demons. Yes, they seen the pigs. They seen that, but they seen this, something that they did not expect. And when they come back, they're amazed that they're sitting there talking. This man is in his right mind. Well, I mean, you're right. This must have taken a lot of time. Then, it, then they'd have to come over and get some details. What just happened? What just happened to our pigs? Yeah. Well, the Lord I, just cast well, out demons. Yeah, I think that, that comes later. We're going to see that. After they go into town, they spread the news about how I think these two events, these the pigs running on the cliff, and they see this man. Okay, these two events is what they run to tell the town about. There's this madman who is who is now under control. Someone has control because we see that no one. Mark makes that very plain in his opening statements are that no one could control this man. They tried, they broke in chains. Chains tried to bound him many times. And he was just, he was uncontrollable. And the man 
fled to the, or the demons, I, actually I think it says the demons drove him into the wilderness or into the desert, which was this, this tomb area. This and the desert. livelihood of the town is gone. Well, went well, and drowned itself. You, yeah, you would think so. Yeah. It just said this but, news. Yeah. They just said this news. John had an interesting call on that. He said pigs would necessarily within a total loss. He said he was almost bad. He was that man that they would have gotten in the seat. I guarantee it. They would have just went, they just went to the, their death before. I just mentioned it to a lot because a yeah. lot of times you'll hear, oh, this is yeah. all done in the spiritual realm. Yeah. You know, this was done in the spiritual realm. You couldn't see it. And everything. It's like, yeah, and I, you know, but I, you, I, but I, it might be. It, I mean, yeah. it's, it's the Bible doesn't tell us, but, but if you read in other places where even angels are seen, you read over uh, when John, when John, book Revelation, John sees. That's why I hate side yeah. questions because yeah. I'm not yeah. being we, yeah, argumentative. <laughs> I don't want to be argumentative about it. It's, just, yeah. it's pretty neat it to have that many demons fly out of the guy and all of a sudden you're flying when I'm building. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, that, that is very interesting. And sometimes that uh, angelic, like you said, they can be seen. Yeah. Like this is, I don't remember any evidence in history of the demon. Being seen, Pastor, or I don't know if it's not not biblically. There are some kind of weird story that once about that, but and never that only the angel light. That's it. Never there's some people on. that some mental institute does crazy things to people for but but we do know demons are real. Yeah, yeah we do, and we and we know that they are out to destroy. Absolutely. Or destruction. It's just a place the Bible, the Bible continually tells us. Remember in Son of Gomorrah when the three angels did a lot. They just say, those were good angels. I'm saying, so there is an appearance of good angels. Yeah. There has been. There has been. Thank you. Again, the fourth thing. See what it has. Instruct his pigs now the same thing. Verse 15 says, Then they came to Jesus and saw the one who had been demon possessed and had the legion. When they see what had happened, first the pigs were gone. And I believe this happened some distance away, as, as you were saying, Dave. The pigs drowning, the owners are curious, <coughs> and the people come to see also. They see this small group of men sitting in the distance as they come, and they and they headed over to see if what they had seen earlier was for real, or what had been told about. 
about about this demon possessed man. Because that this this is really what the story is about. The two thousand pigs are there for what purpose? What purpose do you think they're there for? To receive the demons. To show the large number of demons. I believe I believe that's why that. You think so? You think one demon per pig? Only, only to physically show the control of that, Jesus that, Christ. That's what you're assuming, correct? One, one, one day. Not really. <laughs> I, mean, there, I mean, this man was possessed by me. Yeah. The pigs could be, I mean, there could have been, there could have been thousands. Because we know a legion was about 6,000. We've done that multiplication one time that was over 4,000. If an exorcist had done his thing four times on somebody, leaving an empty, saying, if, if if you're not a believer, you are open to this type of demon possession. It's only by God's grace that all the, the world is going to hell, so to speak, with demon-possessed people. I mean, being able to carry out what they do. Yes, Dave? Different perspective. Like you said, it only takes a little bit, and that's yeah. why we have these Bible studies. Right. Dogmatic. Uh, Pharisees and such <clears throat> could have said this man's faking, right? They haven't said it. They say it a bunch before, haven't they? Well, this dude's fake or whatever. But you can't fake nine, you know, all these pigs going down the hill and drown yourself. Physical evidence yeah. of something unseen. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And, and two, Jesus, and we know because we know the rest of the story, Jesus wants to leave an impression with his people. He wants to leave with an impression. Who is great? And, and if we get to the end, we're gonna we're gonna see where over in the end of chapter number seven that Jesus does come back to this area later on in his ministry, and they are people that he heals. People are coming to him. That's because, because of that man's testimony. That's because of this man's testimony. Jesus told him to go and to tell what the Lord has done. This could be, this could probably be one of the first Gentile missionaries of Jesus. Cornelius, I think, is, is one but I, that is, is mentioned, but I think that is when after the church is supposed this, to. This guy here is definitely a missionary. He def, Jesus definitely tells him to go and to proclaim what God said. Same thing he tells us, right? Go and tell what the Lord has done. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, right. yeah. yeah. But his name is Legion, so we know what his, I mean, I know what Legion says. Doesn't say. That's not important, is it? No. And it would, it would think about how hard, how hard it would be to name all the demons. I mean, you know, we do that in our in our culture, and that's so, what, billions of people. Right. Short to, all short to tall. He was referred to as Legion, but is that why he was demon possessed? Do you think that was his, his birthright name? Right. I, I think I think the Legion was meaning. Okay, that's because right. we are meaning. I don't know if demons demons have names. I'm sure Jesus knows every one of them. Yeah. So most most stars, right? But today, today, all the people we have in the world, I don't think there would be enough names that we know. Everybody has, you know what I'm saying? But there is. It's just something. I have a different every time I go to work. <laughs>
You get a different name. Every time I go to work, I have a different name. We won't, we won't ask what those names are, Dave. <laughs> Champ, boss. Yeah. And when they get there, they see something they can't believe. The man sitting and clothed and in his right mind. And I also like what Luke, Luke adds in 835. It says, sitting at the feet of Jesus. <clears throat> And I trust that one day you will have the privilege as well. Mm. One that had once been naked and tormented and was mad, now clothed and sitting and in his right mind. That's a, that's a peaceful picture. That's a <coughs> picture of, a, of someone the before and after. Each one of us but not to that, not outwardly to that extent. I mean, this man was just as lost as, as someone walking around out here that, that doesn't know God and are doing good things. I, I'm a lot of more good people, but they're just as lost as this man was that was possessed by this demon. And they were afraid. The people were afraid. And they were not afraid of the man. Why? This former demon-possessed man anymore, but of the one who could tame him. They knew they were standing in the presence of power and holiness, and they were afraid. And, and you know, we can go back to the story of the sea, it said, just like the disciples in the, in the storm, who is this man that even the wind and the sea obey? They, they knew. They may not have knew him as Jesus, as God, but they, they witnessed that power. I remember a missionary going to one of these witnesses banquets, and, I, and I'll never forget this. This years and years ago. This, this man, I think he was from Africa. This young boy had become a missionary. He grew up with his father. He said, you know, he says, we never had the gospel in our language. But he said, I can remember going out with my dad at night, looking up into the sky, seeing the stars, baskets. My, my dad told me there was a grave that he was sure that his dad was saved because he didn't know his name was God or he didn't know his name was Jesus. But he recognized and worshiped the Creator, not the Creator. Worship the one that had made those things. Every time I think about that, I get this Amazing, amazing. Verse 16 says, uh, let's see. Yeah, you're down below uh, 19. <laughs> Those who saw it told him, uh, told him how it happened, and him who had been demon possessed <clears throat> and about the swine. I can imagine Mark telling this event, and this is what Peter told me. You know, this is what this is what Peter told me. This was life changing. You know, and we mentioned it before, 
because Mark don't go into a lot of detail with his miracles. And we're going to see some more miracles. Uh, a couple, maybe three more right after this. They're very, very short in what he tells. I'm, I'm sure this one and the storm on the sea really stuck out as, as real miracles. Not that the what others wasn't. Uh, I believe those are the disciples who are the apostles here. I also believe that the storm was a turning point in their lives. Now they believe, and I also believe this demonstrates their belief. They, the disciples, give witness to the power and the miracle. They're, they're <coughs> starting to give witness to this. And this is I believe this is still early in Jesus' ministry because we've not got to the point where Jesus sent them out to teach. You know, that's 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 one of the next steps. They're to be with him, they're to walk with him, they're to live with him, they're to learn of him. And then their next step will be to, to go out. He will send them out. So I still believe this is early. Pretty early in the ministry. I don't know the time frame, but uh, let's see. Now, I believe this, this demonstrates their belief. They, the disciples, give witness to the power of miracles. The power was in sending out or casting out the demons. That, that was the power, okay? Exorcists have power as well, right? It mm -hmm. says that they have power, but not with miracles. With miracles, was to change man, the heart. That was the miracle. And, and we will see later. Satan and the demons no longer controlled him. God has changed him, not he himself. God is the only one that can bring change. That's the difference in true salvation and self salvation. We can clean up our lives, quit smoking, drinking. We can even look good on the outside, dress for church. That is our doing. But God changes our inside, our heart. Slowly, the outside will change. He gives us new <coughs> desires. He causes us to war against this old man. You know, the things that we used to enjoy, we're at war with those things. We're at war with those things. And slowly, these things change. Our old nature changes. God is the world, world's answer to peace and joy. God will make us uncomfortable in this present world's system if you follow him. He will make you uncomfortable. Let's see. First was told about what had happened to the man. Second, told about the swine and the pigs. They were not leaving anything out. The truth does not hide anything. And they were afraid. Verse 16 says, and they were afraid. It's a simple little statement. A simple word of praise. What people fear most is the unknown. The people don't really know what happened. They could see the man normal Tell something unexplainable happened, right? 
And it all points to this man, Jesus. Because this man is bowing before him. Just a question. Was you going to mention the witch? Or? The witch? Yeah, you said you, you forgot that last time. That testimony that you had. About uh, Pastor Canone, or whatever his name was. Yeah. If not, that's not. Uh, you just said you forgot to. And... I, I, possibly, I possibly seen one time. We all may have. Eric was there. I don't know if Rick was there. Dave might have been too young. I, I think I may have mentioned this once before, but at a church we used to go to, we had, a, we had a service. We came in. There was this lady came in. And she had snuff dripping down her mouth. And not to make fun, she really, she really did look like a witch, so to speak. I mean, you get you get the picture. She's got this this gray hair that kind of comes out and is down. She goes and sits right in the front seat. And I think it was Gordon Crompton, the preacher. And he begins his message. Not 10 minutes after his message, he's into his message. This lady starts a dialogue with him. He's standing up in the pulpit behind the podium. She's right down here in front by herself on that front bench. And she begins a dialogue with him. And what he is preaching is in line with that dialogue. She she keeps asking questions. And with his preaching, he is answering those questions. I've, I've never seen anything else like it before. But yeah, there's some things that just leave an impression in your mind. Now, whether this lady was demon-possessed or, or whatever, after the service, you know, everything went normal, she left, never seen her again. But that's the closest thing I've ever seen that could be a demon-possessed person. Trying to cause confusion and <clears throat> disrupt the message. I, yeah, and, and it did. It, I mean, it blows your train of thought, something like that. And what, what stuck out in my mind the most was this preacher that carried on that conversation and he would look her dead in the eye. He would carry on that conversation and he didn't, he, it didn't break his train of thought or nothing. That's what, that's what amazed me the most. I mean, if I'm up teaching and somebody, somebody was to start that, I mean, my train of thought would be gone just like that. But, but it wasn't. It was, it was amazing. It was amazing. Holy Spirit probably Working in, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, so, yeah, before. yeah. I can I can see that now. Back then, just, I was very young. And my spiritual growth. <clears throat> I knew something happened. The, the demonic world is real. Right here. <clears throat> Man is a creature. We don't like change. <clears throat> we buck change. God has to work in our innermost being. Oftentimes, we start with outward circumstances as it does here in this man. This man was brought to this point for the purpose to bring glory to God. 
all things in our lives, <coughs> God allows to bring glory to Him. Now, sometimes we can't see those things. Sometimes we, we don't understand how things are going to work out. You know, I know one thing with Debbie's eye. You know, she, she wonders constantly why, why that happened. One thing has been is it's really taught me patience. And and it has given me more of a sense of compassion. So if it, so if it's not working in her, it's working in me. Other circumstances could be, you know, nothing happens, but that God doesn't allow it. He's going to get praise and glory, even if we don't see it happen. Uh, verse seventeen. Then they began to plead with him to depart from the region. This shows me it took more than an outward display of God's power to change something. It takes God working inside. They had seen a miracle. It takes God working inside a heart with an individual life to see God truly as he Notice again, instead of embracing his power, they are running from the crowd. They are running from this, from this power, pleading with him to leave their region, it says. In other words, they were happy with themselves. They were complacent where they were. They didn't want what had happened to this demon-possessed man for themselves. And probably they couldn't, they couldn't, they couldn't see their need. And it's the same thing in our lives. We we don't see our own need. We don't see our own need. But God sees, and in mercy and grace, He shows us that need. That's why it's so important to be in the Word, where He can speak to you, where He can show you these. We will also see hope and compassion for these people in verse 19. Jesus just doesn't wipe his hands clean and say, okay, you made your choice. That's it. Jesus leaves a missionary. People are more concerned with monetary blessing than people's lives. Interesting that Matthew stops here and doesn't finish. One, possibly Matthew, who wrote for Jews, didn't include it because maybe the first Gentile convert recorded in the New Testament. There was another, uh, I think, uh, when he comes back, when Jesus comes back into this area, and uh, talks about that in Mark 7. I think it's like verse 30 through the end of the chapter when there's a man who's ill that is can't uh, talk and can't hear. Matthew doesn't even report that. Hmm. Isn't that interesting? He skips right over that. Uh, that's it. But I'm glad that we know the rest of the story. Mark didn't stop there. 
In this text, we have seen Jesus being begged or persuaded for for different reasons. First, the legion, verse 10, and he begged him earnestly that he would not send them into out of the country or to the abyss. Secondly, the people of the town and the country, in verse 17, says, then they began to plead with him to depart from the region. And then thirdly, when he got into the boat, he who had been demon-possessed begged him that he might be with him. That's verse 18. Uh, where I notice the, the opposite response mm. and the people of the town. <clears throat> the response of a truly changed heart. A changed heart and a changed life. This, this man's life had definitely changed. A true believer, one that truly desires to follow Jesus, he wants to be with him, to know him. Uh, this is and was a condition required of his disciples who were apostles. They must be with him. Learn, follow, imitate, and obey. In verse 19, Jesus did not let it, but said, Go home to your family. Tell them how much the Lord has done for you. Now he has had mercy on you. <coughs> a little different aspect from what he's been telling everybody. everybody huh? Yeah. Remember earlier yep. the contrast. The leper. Yep. Mark uh, 1, yep. 45 and 44. Jesus sent him away at once yep. with a strong warning. See that you don't tell anyone. The demons, Mark 1, 34. Jesus healed many who had various diseases. He also drove out, drove out many demons, but he would not let the demons speak because he knew who he was. That's right, a strict uh, contract. Mark 3, 11 and 12. Whenever evil spirits saw him, they fell down before him and cried out, You are the Son of God. But he gave them strict orders not to tell who he was. So why the contract? Jesus didn't want to be seen just as a miracle worker. He was much more than that. Right, we talked about that earlier. I think in the first, first chapter. He didn't want his teaching ministry overshadowed by his miracles. So, so he would tell them, don't Tell these things. Don't do it. He, he didn't want his death before he had finished his task. Proving who he was to his disciples and his apostles and to the world. The time had not yet come. Possibly Jesus is in a Gentile region. Away from religion or the influence of Judaism. People would come to know Jesus for who he is before their minds are already set with what a Messiah was supposed to look like. Their minds could be open to ideas. Also, there was the other side of the lake. It was an isolated area, away from Jewish influence. Ordinary people had real, no real belief, faith against Jesus. Lesson uh, and Jesus 
Jesus knew he would only be there for a short time. If you, if, if you remember, he leaves. They ask him to leave, and he does. He leaves that region. leaves that region to this one missionary. There was no real threat on him if he was not going to be in the area. That's why I think that he left. He left a witness there. I think that's why he told that witness to go to hell. Because he or his disciples would not be ministering in that area immediately. Any other ideas on that? They all knew about it. You need to get moving. They did. We need to get moving. Then. Well, back in 18, Larry, he said, you know, the demon possessed man. He didn't ask. He begged. Yeah. So he had a desire. You know, it yeah. wasn't like, hey, you know, I'm going to go with you because I feel an obligation. No. He begged the man. I don't know what you think. Yeah. Okay. They said begged the man. So, you know, he he had a, he had a heartfelt, uh, sincere feeling for the Lord. And so I think it's it's that's so Jesus saw something in him where he did not see that into the other other accounts of other things. So he knew that this man was going to be a, a, a disciple. Yeah. Proof of one. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 You're right. They had no they had no preconceived idea of who who he was or what he looked like. Yeah. And, and Jesus did heal men. He just didn't heal people that were going to be saved. It's oftentimes he'd go into a town and he would heal everybody. The Bible says everybody. Those that everybody. believed and those that would. That, that is the compassion of Jesus. That, that shows his compassion to be willing to heal people that he knows will hate him. Do this, I don't yes. think this man had any friends. <coughs> I mean, friends? He definitely didn't have any friends right there nearby because of him being the way he was. Because even when the people, when it happened to him, so there's people around, well, it just says, you know, they went off and got other people and then. family and, <clears throat> he had a large lineage he must have it well, says he took off for the ten, well, ten town right yeah it says so he must have thing. been known i think it, it talks it talks about that he said what well, well, it says go home to your friends well i know that's what took off saying. to the it's, ten town well, go to your people. great things the lord yeah and uh report to them which seem to yeah and luke right. luke in the book of luke it, it says it says, return to your own house, your family, your neighborhood as well. So well, your, your, nearby, though. His, his friends have, have, have probably written him off. 
Oh, because, because of his condition. Yeah, yeah this this man was had had written him off. Unapproachable. Yeah. Right. That's what I'm saying. There's nobody nearby. There's there, nobody nearby that's his friend. He so, has no hope. So wherever his, his home was and his friends, that's where he needs to go back to them and tell them because this group yeah. that is right here with him Maybe. and nearby and came from this whole group right here is just a bunch of people who don't want to yeah. believe and they don't want to accept. And there have been missionaries before who have, and just like Jesus told some of the disciples, some of them, the apostles who said, when you go into a town and if they don't believe you, they don't want to hear you, That's they right. don't want anything, right. dust, dust the, or just shake the dust off oh, your feet and keep on going. And so Jesus said to hear too, obvious that the people in this particular area don't want to hear anything you know they've seen this absolutely amazing miracle for this man and this healing of this man they don't care about it. they don't want to hear about it. they don't want nothing they're just flat out mad and they're done with this crazy man jesus says yep just like just like that just like that. and go tell people whose hearts from your own town yeah. Leave these people alone. Go I home. Turn to your own house, your family, your neighborhood. Really, this man is a changed person from a chaotic life to a peaceful life. He was a walking witness, I'm sure. People would ask, what happened to you? It, it should make us question our walk or our response to that same question. People should be asking you, what happened to you? Uh, and the response in verse 20. And he departed and began to proclaim into the copies all that Jesus had done for him. Really, this man didn't have to say anything. His life was a walking testimony 
but he done what he asked. I'm sure this was not a hard request. He wanted to tell people what he knew about his experience. Remember, many times Jesus would ask people he had encountered not to tell what he had done for them, miracles, but they would blab it out anyway. The people's response, and all the people were amazed. What can we say about this? People will always be amazed at miracles about the majestic creation, how the Grand Canyon was formed, how you can drill down or drill a well on top of a mountain to get water, <coughs> how wonderful <coughs> this human body is designed to even heal itself at times, how we are all different in our DNA. Yes, we are amazed at all these things. What I'm trying to say is don't be amazed, only amazed by the miracles of life or by your surroundings, but by the creator and sustainer of these things. I wonder how many believe to the knowledge of salvation. There is quite a, there is quite a difference. We know later Jesus went back to the capitals region and heal the deaf and the dumb one who could not hear or speak. Uh, so word about Jesus had gotten around probably by this previously possessed man, this Gentile convert. Mark 7, 31 says, Then Jesus left the vicinity of Tyre and went through Sidon down to the Sea of Galilee. By this time, he is going into <laughs> some Gentile <world. laughs> If I remember correctly, Tyre and Sidon were way at the top, even above Capernaum, which was a Gentile area. But Jesus is starting to get it. So he goes down to the Sea of Galilee and into the region of the capital, which would be these 10 cities right where this man was. There was some sons brought to him a man who was deaf and could hardly talk, begged him place his hands on him. After he took him aside, away from the crowd, Jesus put his fingers into the man's ear, he spat and touched the man's tongue, and he looked up into heaven with a loud sigh and said to him, that's a good one, Ephelim, which means be open. Again, for the benefit of those that were around. At this, the man's ears were opened, his tongue was loosened, he began to speak plainly. God again working in this region of the capitals. So even though these people rejected him, God did not give up on them. That, that can be a, a tremendous encouragement to this world. Even though you were at war at odds with the maker of this world, he didn't give up on you. Isn't that great? Yeah. That is amazing. God has a purpose in your life. You may not know it, <clears throat> you may not see it. You are never too far gone to be saved. That's why he came to seek and to save those who were lost and sick. You may not be a missionary in a foreign field, but you have a story to tell if you 
have been saved. Tell how God has had mercy on your sinful soul. Any that finishes out that uh, that event. We we spent gosh about five lessons. This was great. Thoroughly enjoyed. Enjoyed. Any more comments? Okay. Rick, you want to pray for us? You can with me. Father, we, we thank you for the truth in the world. Thank you, Lord, that Bible studies like this go on all over us. We thank you for this one. We have, we, we expound the word, we discuss the things that are in our heart. We thank you for that. It's a, it's a growing time, a growing experience. And I, I pray for each one of my brothers and sisters here, Lord, that, that this uh, is, a, is a tidbit of what they I pray, Lord, for um, the remainder of the evening. I pray for this week, Lord, that you'll be on our glorified. I pray for uh, my brother Pete and his family. I pray for that. I pray for the, the uh, fellowship and the camaraderie and memories. And I just pray that you're having a really good time. Um, especially pray for the girls. I pray, Lord, that you will um, break their hearts. With your hearts, I pray this will be an opportunity for them to come to know you. And um, I pray, Lord, if there's someone here tonight that, that does not know you, I don't think so, but I do pray that the invitation is there that they come to know you as um, Lord and Savior. Thank you again for my brother Larry and his studies. I know that he's enjoying this. He said many times that he's getting more out of it than we are. And that is, that is a, lot, a lot of the truth that you did in the, in the scripture. Uh, you grow in leaps and bounds, and I'm, I'm thankful for that. Dear uh, Lord, help us to be a lighthouse that we need to be in our communities, our work, and uh, just uh, we can thank you. We love you so much. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you.